0: listening to from the front lines a special podcast from WUFT during the covid 19 pandemic this podcast will serve to provide an update on florida's response to coronavirus with a particular focus on north central florida in addition to news and important information from the front lines will feature a member of the community who is working to keep the community safe or running during these challenging times thanks for listening Hello, I'm your host Ryan Vasquez and this is From the Front Lines. Here are the most recent statewide numbers of positive COVID-19 cases. There are now 1,227 positive cases of the virus in Florida. 18 people have died in the state as a result of coronavirus as well. The University of Florida is releasing its own campus specific numbers. The latest totals have 17 positive cases that originated in students or employees.
1: Alachua County has the highest rate of infections per capita of any Florida County and it must End starting now.
0: Alachua County Commissioner Robert Hutchinson, in a meeting with Gainesville Mayor Lauren Poe, issued an emergency state home order.
1: We can no longer wait for the governor of Florida to join the other states, so we are taking this action now and will modify it as necessary if and when the state imposes its own closures.
0: The order ceases non-essential business operations, prohibits all public and private gatherings outside of the home, and closes all indoor and outdoor places of public assembly. These places include, but are not limited to, parks, pools, movie theaters, museums, and fraternal organizations. Permissible reasons to leave home are activities related to health or helping others, obtaining supplies or groceries, engaging in physical outdoor activity, and to perform work or services deemed essential. The village's retirement community in Central Florida is the latest drive through site for coronavirus testing in the state. Governor Ron DeSantis says people from all over can drive in with their cars and their golf carts. So you'll have 25 volunteer UF Health medical professionals, villages health personnel, and over 100 volunteer UF medical physician and assistant nursing students will work together to operate the testing site. The University of Florida Health Shands Hospital and the state are running the site, but at this point, no appointments are available. And with over 1,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Florida, opinions differ among politicians on whether a statewide stay-at-home order is needed for the state. Florida's top elected Democrat, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, feels Florida should join several other states, including California, Illinois, and New York, by enacting a uniform statewide policy. Free says leaving the decision to local governments creates confusion about the importance of social distancing.
1: You're doing all these precautionary matters. We have the power individually. So I, I think that you kind of look at it as if actually we're empowering people more than anything else to, to really take their own health and wellness and those of their family members as seriously.
0: However, Governor Ron DeSantis says society will only follow the strict limitations for a short period of time before they no longer listen. He says allowing some limited movement is a more sustainable model. There's just a lot of angst out there, and so if we can do this in a way that gives people a little bit of relief and outlet within the confines of being safe, I think we're better for it. A state home order in the state would close non-essential business and limit what people could do outside the home. Attorney General Ashley Moody is launching a consumer protection investigation into allegations of misleading and potentially dangerous sales pitches by Norwegian Cruise Lines. According to reports, the cruise line provided its sales force with an accurate one-liners to respond to customer concerns about COVID-19. The misleading sales scripts allegedly downplayed the severity and highly contagious nature of the novel coronavirus in an effort to close cruise package sales. Geriatric nurse practitioner Anna Woodward is 30 weeks pregnant. Although she's not currently working on the front lines, she has the ability to communicate with her patients over the phone. In today's feature from the front lines, WUFT's Taylor Levesque spoke with Woodward, who is taking necessary precautions, all while continuing to do her part to help the community during the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Where are you, a nurse practitioner, and are you on the front lines currently? I am actually a mobile primary care nurse practitioner for adults and geriatrics. I work for Life Force Healthcare, which is a mobile primary care clinic located out of Ocala. So I deal a lot of, like, internal medicine primary care for usually 65 years or older. Currently, all of the guidelines for the CDC have changed to where we don't have to do face-to-face visits on follow-up. We're actually allowed to go for telehealth. So I've been trying to switch over, you know, get consent and everything for a lot of my patients to do telehealth visits where actually a lot of the HIPAA laws have been waived for the pandemic currently. So I'm not actually on the front lines currently because I'm able to bill for telehealth visits instead of going in person to the patient's home and potentially spreading germs to them or vice versa. Do you still have to go places or can you still stay at home? So I'm choosing to stay out of my facilities because I am 30 weeks pregnant, but some of my other colleagues are still going into some of the facilities um, and doing face-to-face visits, especially with new admissions. Now, mentioning that you're 30 weeks pregnant, what extra precautions are you taking during all of this? I actually last week have going very light duty. I wasn't going to go see as many patients as drive as far um, just because of some health concerns with me being 30 weeks pregnant. Um, and then just to try and, you know, follow the guidelines for at-risk populations which pregnant women are included. Now, have you been able to administer any telehealth calls recently? And how is how has that been beneficial to not only you but the patient as well? Well, um, the telehealth visit can include... Refills, prescribing new medications, ordering lab work, ordering x-rays, things like that all over the phone. I am part of a broad network of mobile trade companies. Um, I know a lot of the mobile companies in the area, so I'm able to still provide care to these patients as if I was there. Um, like I said, with the HIPAA laws being waived, um, they're able to send us text messages of pictures, or we can video chat on FaceTime um, so they can show me if they have, like, any new wounds or Um, if they just have anything pertinent that they need to show me instead of just talking on the phone, the HIPAA lots of ways that we are able to do that. And I understand you've started making your own masks because there is a mask shortage um, all over the country. So how did that idea come about, and um, what are you making these masks out of? So actually one of my coworkers kind of volunteered me to make some for the office, And quite a few of the nurse practitioners I work with wanted some masks um, in case they didn't have access to any, because our company is short, you know, just like every other facility or company is short on masks as well. So I basically just started making them for my office, realized they were actually pretty easy and fairly cheap to make, um, because I can find 100% cotton back corners, which are like pre-cut, Uh, squares of fabric and those can actually make multiple masks and they're very cheap so it's actually fairly financially sustainable so I figured I would reach out on Facebook and see if there was a need for them before I started making a bunch of them and so far how many uh, replies have you gotten oh just as I posted that this afternoon I've gotten probably at least a request for 75 or so wow yeah I am planning to donate some that's about 20 to 30 of the orders that I've received is some of the other primary care offices requesting some donations and um, another like veterans homeless group was requesting some donations. So I was planning to set aside quite a few to donate. Being in the medical field, what other um, items do you see a shortage of so far? Um, I know all PPE is in shortage, which is personal protective equipment. So masks, gloves, the gowns that you have to wear um, in some certain circumstances. So pretty much a lot of PPE is in shortage, and that's where I think we really need to be focusing our efforts on producing
0: in America
1: so we can get them quicker and um, not have to worry about any contamination. Now, do you have any advice to the public um, with how to go about this pandemic? Absolutely. Following what the CDC is recommending, your state laws, but – If it hasn't been recommended for you to stay home, if at all possible, already, then that's my absolute biggest recommendation is self-quarantine, self-isolate, social distancing, um, and wash your hands just as much as you can after you touch anything, uh, touch your face. You know, you go out, get gas, um, go to the grocery store. Just always make sure you're carrying hand sanitizer, washing your hands. And just practicing good hygiene so i hope everyone stays healthy and as well and take care of yourself um be safe out there
0: from the front lines is a production of the innovation news center at the college of journalism and communications at the university of florida thank you to our producers taylor levec Daniela mora anthony montalto josh williams and melissa faito Join us tomorrow for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and thanks for listening.